Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 125, How Elementary School Teachers Survive the End of the School Year. Oh my goodness, it is that time of year and it almost feels like we're not going to make it. <laughs> That's what I feel like. It is a crazy, crazy time of the year and we're coming off of the first year back during a pandemic and it's just been, it's been crazy. I don't know about you, but I am definitely ready for the summer. So today we're going to talk about how you can survive, if you are an elementary school teacher, how you can survive the end of the year. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so here we are. We are at the end of a school year or getting close to an end of a school year. This is coming out in May, in the beginning of May. So some of you have a little while longer to go. I finish. I think my last day is May 28th, a day after my birthday. Woohoo! <laughs> so I am cannot, I can't wait. I am going to Oregon for a week for to Portland. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be out in in nature, I'm going to go, you know, drive to the coast and just look around and be out in the world. And then also, I'm going to, you know, get to see Portland. I'm excited. I'm excited to have a break and to have a trip planned and something. I just can't wait. I can't wait to sleep. I can't wait to read. I can't wait to just relax a little bit. It's just been such a crazy year. How about you? How are you doing? I, I'm wanting to know how you're doing out there. How are you holding on? How, you know, what's happening? I did have, and I want to share this, so I'm going to, whoops, I'm going to look for it if I can find it. Whoops, there we go. I just lost it. Um, <laughs> I did get a really sweet comment on my, on my post, on my a podcast episode from last week episode 124, the most memorable and impressive takeaways from STEM con 2021. So if you missed it, then check that out. And I want to share the comment that I got because it was so sweet. And I've asked for comments. And this person, Jenny, your name is Jenny, Jenny responded. And I really appreciate it, Jenny, you made my day, you made me feel so much better. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking to myself. And when people write things back to me, it makes me feel really good. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to do that. I know that sometimes we want to do that. And we just don't get around to it. It's kind of like, well, this is how I feel when I when somebody does something really nice for me in the store or something. And I think to myself, Oh, I need to t go tell their manager what a great job they did. But then I don't do it. Because you know, I'm busy, and I put it off and I forget or whatever. But I make myself I try to make myself because I think just this one little small thing just sometimes makes people feel really good. And it's it's not going to take me that much time out of my way. I think I can do it. So that's that's how I feel about it sometimes for myself. And but it and it really does like that. 
act of kindness is very much appreciated. And I do know that it takes time. So I understand that it, you know, it, it does take time. So I do appreciate that. Okay. So she said, so Jenny said, Trina, Trina, <laughs> I listen to lots of podcasts and yours is my go-to. I've taught K1 and 2 currently in second and a first and first heard you at STEMCon last year. Thank you for your podcast. I've used so many of your ideas and I feel it's all so applicable. I have fallen in love with STEM and I teach ELA only ELA only. So my goal is to consistently implement STEM and inquiry to my day every day. Thank you for your podcast. It's amazing. Ah, oh, Jenny, you are a girl after my own heart. You are teaching second grade and you're teaching ELA and I get it. I did that. I platooned. I think it was platooned. Is that what it's called? Platooned? Now I can't. No, that's when you go to the next. I don't know. Now I'm confused. I'm confusing myself. But I did whatever you do um, where <laughs> I don't. there is a name for it. And I think it's that, but I'm not sure. Um, I did whatever you do where we were. It was almost like being departmentalized which people seem so negative against. I'm not sure. I feel like I used to be kind of negative about that. But with the expectations that exist right now in schools, and I I don't feel that way anymore. Like I feel like I worked so hard and I was so focused on ELA and science. I got to do science as well, that it was, it was a really great experience. I think it matters on who's with you, like who does that with you. Like my, my partner taught math, science, I mean, math, social studies and writing. So she, she still had a component of ELA and we worked together to like piggyback off of one another. And that was really great. But I know that that some people, again, they like have a harder time with it or don't think it's a good idea. But I think we did a good job. The only thing that I would say is that it was hard being the reading teacher because I that was where a lot of kids would struggle. And so that was difficult to be responsible for two classes, you know, of people so that I thought that part was kind of hard. And maybe if we alternated every so often or a couple years, I don't know, I think that might have made it a little bit more manageable. But I did love it. And I those are the subjects that I love to teach. So it was really fun. And I liked it a lot. So hopefully you're doing something exciting, Jenny, and that you are hanging in there. So thank you again. All right, let's talk about some things that you can do or how you can survive. Because it's hard. It's such a hard time. I know that teachers at my school, they, I feel like we all look like we've been through a war. Like they're so exhausted. And they and this is the time of year when everyone's making decisions for next year. And so people are like, Oh, no, or people are leaving the school or, you know, something like that is happening. We are we are getting a new principal. And and our and it's just a crazy time and you don't know like your future is uncertain and you're not sure what you're going to do and are you staying are you leaving and i don't even know for myself i'm like am i staying am i leaving honestly job sharing probably would be the way f- to go i think that i would and i would like to be there a couple of days a week but spend the majority of my time 
you know, creating content for teachers to help them continue to be able to inspire students and excite them and help them fall in love with learning. And I would like to be more supportive for teachers. And I think that that's what I would like to spend my days doing. But I would still I would miss I miss the kids when I do that. Like, so I think that that little bit of school would be a good balance for me. But I don't know if anyone is going to go for that idea. So you know, I might end up doing things for my business, Trina Debrey teaching and learning and then working at Starbucks. Who knows? We'll see what's going to happen. But before all of that happens, let's talk about how to survive. So as I said, it's get this end of the year can be such a whirlwind. Everything is due. Everything is everyone's making new decisions. And you're kind of trying to decide what do I do next? We are still testing like we still have state testing. Oh, so brutal all the way until the very end. I feel like it's like even on the last week of school, I could be wrong about that. But it does feel like there's a lot and I have to inventory the media center. So that is a little bit stressful. And (laughs) I already did the textbook. So that was crazy. I got like a 97.7% like um, accounted for. So I was pretty happy with that. But now I'm working on the media center and who knows what's going to happen there. But I know that teachers are working with lots of things and they're trying to still cover standards, but also have a little bit more fun with their kids and and get a little bit more um, relaxed because some people are past testing. But the problem is if we get too relaxed or we don't, we get that mentality of summers around the corner, then we lose complete control of our classrooms. So that can't happen. We know that can't happen. We have to continue our routines and procedures. Our expectations still have to be in place or we are going to make our lives miserable. I think that we can still interject some fun some learning that is fun. That way they're still learning, but they're having fun. I, I totally believe that kids should be having fun. And if we can make it fun, that is the way for for kids to learn. I think it is a win win in this situation. I, I know that some people even get frustrated with me or mad at me. And they're like, what it doesn't have to always be fun. I don't have to entertain them. And no, you don't have to. But you know, isn't it nice when it feels good? And that's when we remember things when we're happy and when our brains are accepting information because we are in a good state of mind. And when we're having fun, most of the time we're in a good state of mind. So anyway, just something to think about. So one of the things that you can do to survive the end of the year is to actually take at least one. I'm not I'm not going to push my luck and ask for both days, but I'm going to ask for at least one day of your weekend off. Don't work every day of your weekend, at least until now, until the end of the year. I know there's so much to do and you've got QM folders to do and files to sort through and report cards to do and testing to do and last minute standards and grading and all the stuff you have to do, cleaning up your classroom, all that. I understand that. But you've got to have some time to relax. You're going to burn yourself out. You're going to go into summer exhausted. You're going to get through the, you're not even going to get through the year. You know, it's in this, especially right now during this time, like we need to be healthy. We need to stay healthy. So taking a break, stopping working is important part of staying healthy mentally and physically. So, you know, you can decide I'll work a little bit on Saturday, but I'm not going to work on Sunday or vice versa. And you do it. You actually do it. You don't allow yourself 
to work. You take a break. You spend time with your family. You go for a walk. You read a book. You binge watch um, The Handmaid's Tale because it's back on. I'm so excited. And it is so, oh, it's so intense. It's so crazy. And I think that I can't wait to watch it. I am making time for that so I can just sit on the couch and watch The Handmaid's Tale. I think they, they release three episodes at once and then it's like one episode a week. So maybe you start watching in a couple weeks so you have like five episodes to watch. <laughs> yeah, so or binge watch something. That's a really, that's a kind of depressing, dark, deep show. So maybe you do something like The Office or, you know, something like Friends or something like that. I don't know, something a little bit more relaxed. But I think spending, having a setting a time for yourself is really important and doing it and doing that. So I think you should make a commitment to that. Try that. All right, that's one thing. Another thing that I think that really helps, this one is not as good for you, is eating chocolate. Yes, chocolate. I know it's you know, it's not the greatest for you, but it can be because there are there is some scientific proof that dark chocolate increases that production of serotonin levels, which are your feel good hormones. And we need that we need that. Another thing that you can do that boosts those good hormones is running. So running is also another good thing. Although it's super hot where I am in Florida. So I've been having a really hard time running outside, I have to go to the gym and run, because I was doing a, a great job running outside for a long time. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm going to die. It's so humid. So yeah, I but that does help with your feel good, your, you know, your serotonin level. The second thing I think that can really help that you can do to survive the end of the year, especially if you are a, um, well, you could be an elementary school teacher, you could be a high school teacher, you could be pretty much anyone in this case, but this is bartering your time. I think this is a really helpful strategy. It could be bartering your time with your spouse. It could it could be with a friend. So let me give you two examples. So with your spouse, maybe you ask for, you know, however many nights that you can like work a little bit later. Or and he does the cooking and puts the kids to bed and things like that. Or you ask for a really early bedtime for like the last two weeks of school and he puts the kids to bed and then you get up and do everything else. Or you'll give him two weeks of massages or like free time to go play golf or I don't know, whatever. Um, I'm not married anymore. So my mind, I can't even think about what you (laughs) might do for your husband. Isn't that terrible? Oh my goodness, it's been a really long time. So uh, anyway, I think that you barter some time. So you get some of those. I used to do this like it was everybody knew in my house at the last month of school that I was going to be in bed by like seven o'clock because I was so stinking tired and that they needed to give me a little bit of a break and that, you know, dinners might be macaroni and cheese and things like that, that were easy because I was so tired. So you can make it up for them in the summer when you're much more relaxed. So I think that's one thing that you can do. Another thing that you can do is you can turn to a trusted teacher friend oh man, this helped me so massively when my kids were little and young, we would take turns like she would 
get a chance to stay late at school and get caught up on things she needed to do. And I would take her kids and I'd pick up my kids and I'd get all the kids and we'd go to my house and sometimes I'd feed them dinner. I They would play and then she would come and get them and they would be ready to go home and basically take a shower and go to bed. And then she did the same thing for me like the next day. And so we bartered time in that way. We, we took time for, you know, we, we saved the other person and gave them some time. That was a huge help, especially because our daycare closed at like 430, I think. So it was really helpful for us to do that for each other for a really long time. I don't even know what I would have done without her. So that's, that's a suggestion. Another way to survive the end of the year is to start to plan a vacation like set aside an hour or maybe like 20 minutes a day and like plan something fun that you're going to do over the summer. Now, there's a lot of places that are opening back up and a lot of, you know, people are starting to feel comfortable with traveling again. And so I think that this is a time to think about where you want to go, what you want to do. You can even create like a vision board on Pinterest or one of my new favorite um, web-based platforms is called I don't know if it's Milanote or Milanote. I really need to find out because I've talked about I talked about it at StemCon actually. I think it's so cool. I've been using it myself and I love it. I love it. It's like a board. You you create a board and then you can, you know, put checklists there. You could do a video there. You can have just a notes thing. It's like you it's like everything is all laid out and you can keep it in categories because then you can create a board inside of a board, which my friend that I co-taught with for so long, she would be laughing because she didn't understand my folder inside of a folder philosophy but that's okay um it works for me I love I love it it's really cool anyway it has it does have a template for like a mood board so that would be really cool to create a mood board on Milanote or Milanote I think it's Milanote whatever um or Pinterest creating it on Pinterest that's always easier than um creating something separate and then you just pin things and ideas to that board or in Milanote you can you know, you can put links to different hotels or like, um, what is it called when you, oh, I can't think of that, that site that you can use to find um, cheaper like flights and cheaper hotels, whatever it is, whatever that's called, you can, I can't think of it right now. You can use that. So it can help you just plan a trip because sometimes when we have something to look forward to, oh, it can really help us get through the difficult times. So another thing you can do to survive the end of the year is to sleep. Sleep. Yes, sleep. Sleep is essential. It is a essential for thriving and surviving. And when we don't get enough sleep, our body and our mind are working are not working in an optimal capacity. And the lack of sleep is where we tend to really start hurting ourselves and we get more frustrated and that takes you know that happens in our classrooms as well or with one another and it's just so it's not good for us it's really bad for people that have anxiety and it's not good for high pressure situations when you are have not had enough sleep it's just it's not good so shoot for at least eight hours, seven to eight hours. I don't even know why people say seven. I have to have eight or nine hours to tell you the truth. I am a sleep person. I need to have sleep. So it's really important. Um, So make sure you get enough sleep. That's one thing. And then another thing to survive the end of the year is, is to be what you need. So be what you need 
to yourself. So think about what you need. You might need somebody that comforts you or tells you that you're doing a good job or hugs you or and we can't really hug very much anymore, but maybe your family member or, you know, they like think about things that you could do for others at school, at home that you could do for others and then do that for yourself. Like give yourself a break, give yourself a hug, give yourself some encouragement. Do those things for you because you have to take care of you too. It's a really important job and somebody has to do it. So I think that's important as well. Then another thing you can do to survive is like maybe like a class incentive, like getting them excited about what, you know, if they, if they have, you know, this type of behavior, if they work really hard together, they'll earn points or something like that. And then you can work towards something really cool. And like, or maybe even like an ABC countdown to the end of the year. And so each day they get to do one of the letters of something like, um, the one that's coming to my head is B and that's bubble day. And I know that because I created this product and it's in my shop on TBT and I'll link to it. It's called a ABC countdown or A to Z countdown to summer. And every day it has an activity for you to do with your kids I almost said with your staff, with your kids, and it's fun. Like B is for bubble day. So they get to blow bubble gum, blow bubbles, or they can actually create bubbles. I used to do have them make bubbles on their desk. So fun. I saved this for the end of the very end of the year, though, and B would be a little earlier. But it was, and I also have this activity in my end of the year theme packs which I'll talk about in just a second. But the when they did bubbles on their desk, they actually made a solution. It was like a science experiment like kind of thing. They made a solution and then they blew bubbles and they like counted bubbles and measured bubbles and things like that. And the desks were so clean. The room smelled so good. And that you could do bubble gum too. They could be B for bubble gum. And that's really fun. And then I have activities for each day of the A, you know, A to Z. And you could easily make these up yourself as well. You can think of things that you could do for this. And I also in my A to Z countdown, I have editable um, templates. So you can just put things in there and use those. Or you can use the suggestions that I've given and you can just make it easier for yourself. And then the final way that I think that elementary school teachers can survive is to do a theme week at the end of the year. So, so fun. Like you could do a camp week or you could do a surf week or a superhero week or a cruise or Western or something like that. And you could do activities that had to do with that. Maybe you would bring in tents for camping and they could read like flashlight Friday or whatever. You could read in the dark with flashlights or you could do a fake fire in the middle and you could do camp stories and so fun. I do have the week you know, themed units. If you want to check those out, I'll link to them in the show notes. I have a camp one and they do a reader's theater about coming to, to camp. So fun. And then I have like a like a Mad Libs kind of funky camp tale in there. And that is really fun for kids. All of these activities are very like reviewing skills. We have like some addition, subtraction, like um, going across the lake, like all these games. They're like math games and science, social studies. It's in every subject. It's for every subject. They have lesson plans and then our activities. And then you the, you, the kids can work on this by themselves or with a team or a group, and then you can get stuff done at school so that you're not taking it home. And then you can take a day off on the weekend or hopefully even better if you take two days off for the weekend. So that is 
something that you can do. And I have that for camp. I have it for superheroes. I have a Western one. I have a surfing into summer. And the camp and surfing into summer actually also have a digital version. So if you would rather have the digital version, then you can grab that. Saves a ton of paper. And if you are like, hey, I want both of them, I do have them bundled for like a significant discount so that you get, you know, two in one. And you can check that out. That would save you a ton of time. I I just think they're so super fun. I'm going to tell you like one of this, like a, a, a schedule. So you could do this, these activities yourself. You could create these activities all yourself and, and not worry about like, you know, having to buy anything. But if you want it already done for you and you just want to print it out or you want to put it, assign it on Google Classroom, you can totally do that. So here's an example of a camp schedule. So on day one, they well, you welcome, they do the Welcome to Camp Reader's Theater. That's so fun. And then they do My Year of Favorites, which is like a little activity where they talk about their favorites from the year. They have a camp math problems. They do Canoe School, What Makes Your Boat Float. That's a science activity. And then they do, and they do a Design a Camp T-shirt. So you can do all of that even canoe school what makes you you can look up like a boat making a boat float activity and you can do all of that so it's that's really fun designing the camp shirt is super fun then your class has like a memory and then you can even have kids sign the back of it it's really fun the day two they do their they do an opinion a, a book opinion like they talk about what was their favorite book and why and what they liked about it and things like that. That's when we do the funky tales too, like a Mad Libs. You could create one yourself. It's really fun. It's pretty easy to do. You just make a little story and then you're writing like they have to come up with an adjective and a noun and you remember, well, maybe you don't remember a lot of Mad Libs, but they were fun. Um, then there's a camp edition and subtraction. You do a read and make a map. That's fun if of them having to create a, a camp map. That's super fun. Day three is a book commercial, a letter to their new teacher, a math game day for called Lights Out, which is such a fun math game, and quicksand science. So fun, quicksand science. That one you probably would need to to know a little bit more about, but you could always do something else for, for science during that day. And then day four is when you're doing your book commercial presentations, your memories for the year, your math and science bubble day, and your reflection and goal setting sheet. That is fun. Math and science bubble day is the day I was talking about where you are creating bubbles on your desk and then they're doing lots of math activities like counting or measuring. And then your desks are sparkling clean and the room smells so good. And then day five is a camp um, reader and activity. I have a little camp book that I wrote. So I put that in there. You could read any kind of camp stories even um, there's a Kevin Hankis one Bailey oh what is that maybe that's not camp I might be getting that confused but there's lots of camp books out there that you can find and then um, they do a response to the camping trip that's the story I actually have that for sale that's really that's that's just a couple dollars on TPT the camping trip and then you do another race across camp and high five for a great school year yay all right so that's just an example of a schedule you can create your own schedule you can grab that in my shop on TPT the bottom line is you've got to f- keep them busy learning and give yourself some time to do what you need to do. That's the biggest takeaway for surviving the end of the year. <sighs> well, I hope that helped a little bit and hope that gives you some ideas for surviving because taking care of yourself is super important. 
And I, um, I just want to remind you of that. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave a, some feedback, I'd love it. I'll share it on the next episode. And until next time, this one tired teacher is ready for a long snooze. Sweet dreams and sleep tight. Sleep tight.